Welcome to the third installment of Autoimmune Encephalitis, the story of Jillian Cash. This is an ongoing podcast series chronicling Jillian Cash's battle with the disease. Jillian was officially diagnosed in July 2021. It's been just over three months and we're checking in with her on her progress. We are here today with uh, Sarah and Jillian Cash. They're back for the third installment of our series. About autoimmune about encephalitis. autoimmune encephalitis. I called it the story of Jillian Cash. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, hopefully we can just get off the first part and just call it the story of Jillian Cash. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's, that's the goal, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, but we're, we're back after uh, almost four months, three or four months. So we did the last show, show, the last, uh, installment, I'm going to call it yeah. that we did. Uh, it's not a show. Um, it was, uh, the second one. The first one was back in April, I believe. Or mm-hmm. April. April. Mm-hmm. And then we did another one in July, uh, with sort of, uh, progress. And now if you haven't listened to those, you need to go listen to them before you listen to this one. So stop, hard stop. Go listen <laughs> yes. to those first. And then come listen to this one. Would be helpful. It's important. It's the whole process we're trying to explain here. This is this is the point. Is um, you know, the process is the process, and it's not not an easy process. And so you are going to be going and getting some treatment. Yeah. And that was the last. I think we left it at that. We were going to come back and check in. Yeah. And that's kind of. It's been three month, three to four months, and yeah. here we are. So, so far I've had two treatments, uh, worth of IVIG. Um, I think the first one was in, uh, no, September, September. It yeah. was in September and we had the at-home nurse. It went well the first time. Um, no altercations or anything like that during it, because that's a huge thing. Like you could have like a really negative reaction while getting them. Um, and so it was fine when it happened. And then afterwards, I got these extremely, extremely bad headaches that would just like keep coming, keep coming for like a good week. Like I was out of school for a pretty good amount of time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. And well, then why don't you we, describe exactly like what the process is? Because you're you're assuming that people know what the process is. It's two days worth of treatments. Um, You're in the hospital for two days. No, no, it's at home. At home. Yeah, they come here okay. to our house. It was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Great nurse. Um, it was a two day worth of treatments. Each se- a session takes about seven hours. So it was just all day laying on the couch, kind of being very bleh. And she started out just doing like bottle after bottle. The drug itself, the IVIG, is very viscous. And so the contraindications are. Um, harmed the kidneys so for the two days prior to they want you to drink as much fluids as you possibly can during treatment as much as you can and then post treatment it does help with the headaches as well but the solution is just um like i said it can be i can be very hard on the system so luckily for us it was a little scary because they send you a um anaphylaxis kit and it comes in its own little thing and it's like it has to be close and i'm like oh seems like worst case scenario if they're going to pull the needles out for that um but like she said it it really goes pretty well it's about seven to eight hours uh that things just kind of drip through and we just kind of hang out but it's nice tell tell us what exactly that does so it's supposed to be putting good globulins back in her system i think that's the 
IV. I, I think that's the G part is the globulin. So it's, it's basically trying to create better ones so that the bad ones aren't attacking her system. Yeah, basically it's like they put plasma in. It's yeah. from donor's plasma. And it's basically trying to get the immune system to stop making the antibodies because it's like, oh, we have too many. So it's trying to just, stop it's everything. Additive. It's additive. They're not taking anything out. No. It's just No, additive. not yet. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 no, no, no. So it's just putting good plasma, specific donated plasma from, oh. yeah. Yep. Okay. And then you said that, so that, that kind of affected you, you said for about a week? Yeah, for a week. Each time? Yeah. Well, now the second one went a lot easier. I mean, you had some like residual headaches, but not to the point that you were as debilitated as you were the first time. So it dissipated over after about a week or so. Yeah. It started dissipating yeah. that yeah. that issue. Um, and then uh, what? And then you just start feeling better? or? Yeah. I mean, the ticks kind of went away a little bit. I still have them here and there. Um, the mental health symptoms got a lot better. Um my depression is a lot better in the sense of like, I can actually wake up and get out of bed easily. Um, Are there any other medications that, that you've been having? Just that? No, just that. Wow. I mean, um, interesting. they said oral steroids might've been a thing, but um, they didn't think it was going to be like too effective. So they wanted to go immediately. Yeah. Those steroids and that you initially got kind of, they go away after a pretty short time, right? A little so, bit. Yeah. So they don't last that long. No, no, they don't. It's not like an immediate treatment. It's kind of like to help more of like the actual uh, inflammation. Right. Right. The physical part. Yeah. The physical yeah. part. <laughs> yeah. And so I would say as a family, I mean, I would even say in the last two weeks, Jill's had way more energy, like more positivity, uh, a sense of I want to engage and be around. And How long ago were the were those those two treatments? When were they done? Oh, we get them on the first Thursday and Friday of each month. So then when did that start? Uh, September seventh and eighth. Yes. Okay, so you did yeah. September seventh and eighth, and then the the next one was October eight and nine October or something. 8 and 9. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. been about two weeks, two or three weeks since the last. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're yeah, gonna yeah. get another one, in probably November seventh or something like yep. that. Yeah. So you still once a month. Yes. yes. For six months. For so six we're months. I think we're what through March. I think is that what I decided. I think so. Yeah. Is there any when you, when you over that thirty day period? Is there any variance in how you feeling or? Is it kind of, I mean, it's hard. To, that's a pretty hard question because no, like, I, mean, I, no, I think it's fair. <laughs> um, just overall, like I'm not in the deep depression to where like I can't interact with anyone. I'm, I'm like a anger ball almost like I, I feel like when I was like first starting off with like everything else, I was like super angry at my family. I would lash out super yep. easily and now it's like not walking on eggshells in the house, especially with me. Um, and it's easier to like just hang out with my mom and dad or do something with yeah. my brother because I got super distant with my younger brother. Um, I stopped hanging out with him as much. Mm -hmm. And then I'm starting to like actually like get better and not be a angsty mess. Sure, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> That's your, yeah, you have your, um, feeling and perception of yourself yeah. but you also have your family right and they're noticing improvement too oh, right huge so i mean even just like small everyday tasks i feel like we're so overwhelming for her that yeah. we just kind of stopped asking things of her and so now we're back at the 
we can handle, you know, yeah. things and they don't, they don't bother her the way yeah. they did. Now, do you know the, does a doctor say, or is it, is this typically a pretty effective treatment? Yeah, it is. Um, when we had our first checkup, like before, it was like probably like two weeks before the actual treatment arrived. Um, he was actually very hesitant on how effective it would be because of how I'm displaying it because like health isn't black and white. There's not like one, Yeah. not everyone's going to display it how it's traditionally displayed. And so he was like, it might work. It might not. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I don't have like huge hope for it. You might need more. You might not. Um, but so far, I think it's been really good for us. I think yeah. it also with my schedule, it's been good. Um, and my school isn't horrible about it. Some I have some teachers that are a little bit iffy about yeah, it. Let's, but. Uh, let's do a quick check in on the school. Because remember, we talked about that a little bit in, ju yeah. in July. I was like, you know, kind of a little fearful for you because yeah. the freshman year of high school for, you know, first year and going through this. So how's yeah. it been? So sophomore year hasn't been horrible. Um, I've been checking in with two of my old teachers and they always want to uh, have updates on me. Um, the only thing I think I've run into is that it's not there. My teachers don't really remember a lot and they don't really understand what it is. And that's completely it's understandable. Yeah, that's I didn't even know yeah. what autoimmune encephalitis was until I got diagnosed with it. Um, and so whenever I tell them, hey, I have like a treatment coming up or I'm going to be gone. They're just like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> and it's been a little bit harder, especially keeping up in class because with those days that I'm gone from like my headaches or doctor appointments, I get so behind and I get so much missing work that to the point that I start procrastinating more than I should with it. Cause I'm like, Oh, it's there. I need yeah. to do it. And then it keeps piling up and piling up. And then basically when we're at the end of the quarter, I just hightail it into gear and yeah, <laughs> get in all my missing That's, work. It's awful. It's probably but good that they forget the fact that if the fact that they're forgetting means that, you're doing pretty well. Yeah, right? no, I I told him that I would be slower in, in some things, like picking up on it because it is part of like a, I guess, learning disability and can make you slower than, ever, and, than other people. So I did tell them about that. And I am a little bit slower, especially in chemistry. Chemistry is <sighs> hard anyway. I know, I mean, chemistry is <laughs> awful. I, I blink out so many times in that class and I'm like, what was that? Yeah. And my chemistry teacher is great. I mean, she's helping me. She gives me extra work to um, do to like keep myself engaged and not like keep spacing out, which is really good. Um, I think it's just trying to, with not knowing what it is, I think they're just having a difficulty of understanding what they need to do to help me. And I also really don't know what they can do because like I get it. They still need to be teachers and right. they can't just like give me like free passes. Yeah, it's challenging. I mean, for, right. for a teacher. I mean, oh, Sarah's yeah. a teacher. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, and it's it's even harder because it's not like you have an IEP in front of you and you're saying, oh, yeah, you have a learning disability. Here's how we compensate for that or here's mm -hmm. all the things we put in place you know we're talking genuinely about a brain disorder and so you just don't know a, how a the brain's working a relative well a pretty new brain disorder that first one's diagnosed in 2007 i know yeah. and not very many people know about it it's pretty rare 
You know, yeah. I was just seeing on, uh, the, it seems like the actual number is 1.2 per hundred thousand. Wow. 1.2 per hundred thousand. Wow. So I know, I think last time we said one in a million, it's actually on that encephalitis, um, website. It's 1.2 per hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. Which is a little more than we thought, but, yeah, but still, is. it's, it's still very rare. Yeah. Um, but no, less, I've even been rare. watching things lately. Like it'll, it'll be random. Like, um, I've seen a couple of movies lately where, um, cause I love like the psycho thrillers and this kind of thing. And just, and then I'm thinking on some instances, like, did people really have more like an autoimmune encephalitis where, um, you know, it, are we looking at things that historically we just didn't know were there, well, yeah. but might've been a thing, right? I mean, I guess I was also looking, I've seen if there was there, I mean, back in 1938 and in 1961, there were, there were some early studies yeah. that seemed huh. like they were heading in that direction, but it wasn't diagnosed in this particular framework that it is now. Yeah. Now they feel really confident that they have an understanding of the basics of it. It's still very much unknown about it, but even back in you know early 1900s and mid 1900s, they were kind of trailing towards that, and hmm. so yeah, it probably probably was around. Yeah, um, in yeah. other ways, um, you know, you think about the, the mental institutions and all that stuff, all the people that got sent there if if something was wrong. I mean, think about this is just one instance. There were probably all kinds of other diseases that they had that were like you know obviously involuntary diseases that just you know happened. Yeah, well, we're just talking about school and how teachers aren't, you know, it, it doesn't look the same as it's as other students. So yeah. and because I think Jill is right. presenting with all of the outward things that she had last year, it's easy to look at her and go like, you really have something wrong with you? Do, do you? Yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> because there's a huge difference. Like my freshman year, I was like taking like almost every second yeah. and now it's every once in a while. Or like just like the small little neck jerks or blinking on my eyes or just spacing out. Right. That's it. And so I think it's hard for them to understand, especially when they can't really see it as well as my my freshman teachers got to see it. I think it's hard to grasp like, do you really have something wrong with you? Yeah. Like And the students too? I mean, how how has it been with them? Um, it's a lot better, obviously, because I'm not as physical as I was last year. So I get to kind of fly under the radar as much as I wanted to last year some people have been saying like oh you have fake Tourette's shut up you don't have rights and I'm like there's always going to be those people I'm like you know. it's not Tourette's like that's the most frustrating comment I get is when it's compared to Tourette's because that is a completely other disorder and it it just like makes me upset because I'm like that's not what I have I think people want to to, to put a name to it and yeah. so putting the name of autoimmune encephalitis to something kids just look at it like okay yeah right okay whatever so, yeah, I yeah. Mean, but it, and yeah and it looks like Tourette's so you're like oh it's a it, and and honestly like we didn't know if it was going to be a difference or not because you know we had to go through all that testing and even when he did meet with us virtually in August right before the treatment started he had sent um, her um, spinal fluids to two different places and the staining was very light. And so, you know, he was like, is this a false positive? Is it, is it really just supposed to be negative? And, and so both, both places said, um, you know, after going through her history and talking with him post steroids, they said, you know, if, if it wasn't this, she would have had no 
changes and after the you know post post steroid treatments and so they're both of the people that he consulted said you know there's there's no harm in doing it in other words it doesn't it doesn't outweigh the all of the other things that could come with it um like i said some of the right. contraindications like i said kidney failure all that stuff that's scary i mean that's not something to go like oh no big deal yeah. you just go in the hospital but um because there wasn't a whole host of other things it was like if there was something that could make her better and it it was worth trying they said both both places said you know we would we would confidently say that this is worth trying so yeah. i was reading a little bit about it this morning and i don't think i've fully grasped what it really was so it's an overactive immune system yeah basically mm -hmm. and you have immune immunosuppressant um that was well, that was that the treatment so it was a blood plasma that was put in you it was like you, the plasma is actually trying to suppress the immune system yes a little yes. bit so it's trying to calm it down yes right immune system's going yeah it's trying to be like to the brain hey too. let's stop having a party like when i explain yeah. it to people i'm like <laughs> basically my body is having one big party and my immune system is getting out of control and it is burning the house yeah to fire because like, <laughs> yeah. like my brain is on fire yeah. you got an injection of like the police yeah hey party's over guys <laughs> exactly i just it say my body is like one a, big party like and that's a, it like a frat party happening and there's yeah, stuff yeah. hanging from the ceiling and yeah. like, everybody starts running out of there <laughs> yes. the oh my god cops <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. yeah basically so, what that is yeah so. i like that description jill that's hilarious i hadn't that's thought good. about it that way but yeah um <laughs> and so but the the only person that's sees the party is Jill. So right. again, you know, if we go back to school, you can't really blame school personnel when you can't see an illness. I mean, it's, yeah. it's sort of like, well, if she had cancer and she was going to school for cancer treatments, they would see that she has no hair. So it would be right. kind of obvious, like, okay, her body's trying to fight cancer. So luckily it's not cancer, but it, it it's yeah. taking the same toll on her in, in some ways that other illnesses that would be very visually obvious. Sure. Y you know what I'm saying? So I, th I think it's just, I mean, definitely it's the first case they've had at the high school. And <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Probably sure. in the whole area. In the I whole mean, the system. Whole, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, whole, like city or I don't even know in the state. You know, do you even know? I don't, <laughs> I mean, I mean, well, now, Maybe. yes, we know a little bit more. The nurses that have come, we've had, what, three different nurses, right, Jill? Yes. Um, so they have what they call their regular patients. And it sounds like there's people, I know there's a child in Carmel somewhere. I mean, we have no idea. Male, female have no idea because of the yeah. course of HIPAA. But um, that child's been receiving treatments a lot longer than Jillian and it sounds like there's other like other issues yeah. going on but mm -hmm. the nurses that we've had are not unfamiliar with this in fact okay. they're saying that they're seeing more mm -hmm. of it and being mm -hmm. um sent and and um assigned to patients that have been recently diagnosed yeah. so and you're you're in a, a couple groups on Facebook and my mom is. I ha, uh, I'm you, in like an Instagram. You group might be chat. too young for Facebook, though. Facebook. I have Instagram <laughs> and beyond. Right? Yeah. So. And you've seen some stuff on TikTok too. That one yeah, girl. Yeah. Um, uh, she's about your age. No, a little bit older. No, she's in her twenties. Okay. Yeah, she's in her twenties, and it took her ten years to be diagnosed right. with uh, 
autoimmune encephalitis because finally a doctor takes a chance, one that actually knows about autoimmune encephalitis, because there are some doctors that don't know what it is. Sure. I mean, probably a lot of doctors don't, unless you're reading up on things. And, oh, yeah. Or if it's your, you know, a general, if you're a general doc, are you, is that something that's going to stick out to you? If you, if you have, if nobody's ever come to you with it and you're not reading journals all day long, like why would you know about it? Right. Yeah. It's, you probably weren't learning about it in medical school. No. If you're a doctor, you know, it didn't exist. No. And our, and our pediatrician, luckily, like I said, she's a friend of mine, but you know, she admitted the fact she's like, I have no idea what this is. Now she is very supportive Um, you know, always like, if you need me to write things for school, if the other doctor hasn't done it, she's very much, you know, I'll get on board with whatever you need us to do. Find out what's the situation. And of course they are going to want to help. I mean, like she's not like, she actually believes it and isn't just pushing it to the side. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you're in your coming up to your third month of this treatment. Next month will be the third month. And then so it goes to the end of the six months and then they kind of reevaluate. Yeah. I think our next evaluation is in December. 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 Yeah. I think he'll just, I think it's another virtual appointment. No, I think he'll be. wait till the whole course is over. And then, then I don't know. I mean, I feel like we're, yeah. we both have a lot of questions like, okay, we're done. Yeah. yeah. Then what comes next? You know, like, are we just, are we well? Are we, are we in remission? Yeah. Is there like a. I think that's the challenge. Yeah. That yeah. Everybody because, has different yeah. outcomes and you just have to working on it and a huge thing with autoimmune encephalitis you can get better but you can it it still can come back so you can never fully get rid of it so there have been people especially on tiktok it's like i'm in my second um round of it yeah yeah like the second round of it like getting worse and worse so it don't it doesn't fully go away um it obviously gets better the more and more treatments you do um but it can come back. Is there a way to um, in, in to avoid it coming back? If you are better, does anybody know? Is there like think certain so. things that you can do in your life to sort of increase your chances of it not coming back? I don't know. Like, I guess it's still still so early. It is, the, but there's just not a lot of data. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's just you know going to be a how really you feel. Great is to get one of the doctors on this and have them call. We could do a Zoom call if if next time. I, I would like to do that, you know. I bet, I um, bet he would. Just I think he 15 would. Just 15-minute call or something yeah. doesn't have to if be. If he has the time. Just so, some of these questions we're coming up with like that would be yeah. great to know um, from 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 the doctor's perspective who is a specialist that can't really get much better information right. than that. So yeah. that we want to we do our best to try to give right. good information out to people. Well, um, one of the things he said when we had our virtual thing was, because my mom brought up the fact that, like, when I was, like, really young, I also had really bad health problems. I would, I like, I was a frequent pass, like passing out. Um, hmm. And like all these early age stuff. And he's like, I mean, you could be the fact that you had autoimmune encephalitis at a young age. And now it's starting to develop into the symptoms, which is weird because he said I probably would not be alive <laughs> if that was the case. Um, but it could be very possible. I remember him saying that and I was like, that's strange because I feel like I would be dead by then <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for that many years and not going treated. So, well, and I, I just, I guess as mom, I keep reflecting saying to myself this time last year, 
this time last year. Like I, I, I've said, Jake and I have said that several times to each other. Like we went to Vegas for a whole week by ourselves. The kids were home. Of course, my mom and dad live with us. So, you know, they were there on site, but like to think we wouldn't have left five minutes or, you know, just have us have a sense of like, she's well enough that we can, I don't know. Like, it's like, well, it's like, we're all in recovery, but the reflection part of where we were and the frustration and the tears and, uh, it's sometimes like almost, I, I don't even know how I felt when I was in Vegas because it was just like, my brain was so clear. And so I, I just felt like there wasn't that weight of everything, but, but yet I, I do reflect a lot. Like here we were, we were sitting in an ER and I'm fighting with a, with a doctor and, and, you know, I still have a sick kid and I just it's hard to, to reflect on that and not be, you know, maybe a little bit angry about where we had been, but so happy about where we are. So it's, does that make right. sense? Like, it's almost like a, an inner struggle, you know what I mean? Like, am I, am I allowed to think that she's well enough that I can leave, leave her and know that something tragic or something awful isn't going to happen while we're, you know, away. So. Yeah. That's, that's tough. It is because, you know, as a parent, you just, it, it, and, and I'm not the mama bear parent. Like I'm not, I'm not the helicopter mom. Like I'm not, I mean, like I'm still shaking her head. You can't see it. She's shaking her head. No, but <laughs> I, I'm not that mom. And, and so, but I became that person who was way more anxious and way more just everything. And now, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really blessed with my job cause I teach from home, um, you know, and, and, and I can be there, but it's like realizing the most days, like I don't have to, like I, everything's going to be okay when she leaves and I don't have to worry every day that the school is going to call or, you know, the other shoe is going to drop. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's been a little bit different cause it's so quiet maybe. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm sure it's, it's just going to be kind of a, a slow day-to-day process over time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully things just continue to improve. Um, It'd be nice to know like down the road a little bit, but I guess there's really not much you can, you can't really, you don't know until you just go down that road. I exactly. Mean, you just, right. Um, Cause you're treating it with this, this treatment. Yeah. Is there another treatment in addition to this at, at some point or is this kind of it? So if this one shows to be not working, there is another one, which is a more extreme one and you would be admitted in the hospital. Um, it's called plasma fears, I think. Or Um, and that's when they would actually take those antibodies out. Right. Like they would just yeah. drain Remove it and in, then in put it back yeah. in yeah. with good. Um, and that's right. a central line in the neck, which a central line is. That's a yeah. serious one. Yeah, that's not no, a joke. it would be a very serious process. And that's if everything else fails and it's gets really serious. Like if I were to le- relapse and it would be worse, um, that would probably be like the the next thing that they would do. How do they measure the severity of it? Do you guys know? I mean, how do you measure the severity of the AI? Um, it's it's in your blood. Uh, I think it's like the level of how high it is. Well, so your blood levels are very high. Yeah. Um, and they have been. Even now. Um, right? I mean, well, they were in July when they pulled them yeah, the last time. So we don't know where they are right now. Um, and like I said, the. It, it usually crosses over into the clear spinal fluid. That's why they pull that. The first one came out that there was no staining, I guess. But the second one, yeah. like I said, was lightly stained. So it's kind of like that went through, you know, from the blood into the clear spinal fluid, which is what they know happens. Um, 
but no, I don't know so how. You just like to see the the next blood test, or, or, or you know, in a couple months, yeah. you'd like to see that those um, that overactive immune system, however they measure it, is is gone. Yeah, right? yeah. I you mean, it would be amazing. See, to yeah, see that, those that's results. the idea, ideal. Yeah. But even in that case, as you're saying, like you still have to be on guard. It could re- relapse. You don't. They don't really yeah. know, have a lot of info. So this, this is a, yeah, it's an ongoing thing. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it never fully goes away. And I know a lot of people, especially on the community on like Instagram and TikTok, you can go on your eighth spinal tap and that's when it will show up finally. Mm. I mean, so are there anybody in that, in that group that has a long period of remission, super long period of remission or. Yes. There's a bunch of people that do have that. Um, The one girl that I talked about that had uh, that, you know, it was a 10 years. She is super severity. She is on a, the plasmapheresis, yeah. Plasmapheresis, oh, okay. yeah. I, yeah. yeah, thank you. Um, and she, she like is full-time in the hospital. So mm. there is a level of severity into it. Um, there are also a lot of people, uh, I know there's this one trend where like you make up your own lyrics and it was like a doctor version and a girl did autoimmunoencephalitis and she goes, and this is my eighth spinal tap and my second relapse. And it's, it's scary yeah. to know the fact that like, you can be better and then it can yeah. be a flip of the switch again. That I guess I'm not. I was just curious to see if like anyone in there is just like 10 years and they have had no symptoms or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be curious to know <clears throat> if that's common, you know? Yeah. And be... again, those are all like the, uh, we just don't know, but I yeah. think now, I mean, it's just, it's mostly just diagnosed as mental health. They see a, I mean, it's 14 uh, years old, yeah, so we don't like have the teenage, long-term data, do we? No, I mean, no. We just don't have it. No. Like a teenage girl, because it's more common in girls than guys, which is actually pretty interesting. Um, and they just see a teenage girl, and it's like, oh, they're going through their puberty, or, yeah. you know, they're just looking for attention. And right. they can throw every psychiatric drug at you and make you go to therapy, and nothing will help. And that's been a huge thing is where you're just sent to multiple therapists and finally someone's like no this isn't right i mean the medication honestly makes you worse like right i mean it is definitely one of the symptoms is mm -hmm. psychiatric problems oh yeah it's you know so be diagnosed with so many different ones yeah if you're not if they're not aware what what that is then yeah then definitely and like everyone has like the same thing where it's like I promise I will be myself again. Like I'm not like a lot of people are saying this is not me. I'm 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 not like this angry, depressed person mm-hmm. that's like constantly lashing out at people and it's just upsetting to go from that and grow distant from your family and friends and everything. Especially I isolated myself because my tics were extremely physical mm-hmm. to other people. And and it's like a huge thing where it's like you go grow distant from your family and you're not yourself. And unfortunately it takes a long time for people to get diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, looking at that website again with just to kind of get their official take on um, symptoms and uh, yeah. psychiatric symptoms appear first in teens and adults and mm-hmm. in children it's seizures, mm-hmm. usually yeah. seizures. Yeah. But with, with teens and adults, it's uh, psychiatric, which is yeah. basically what you had. And 
Um, all brain functions uh, can be compromised. Emotions, psychosis, memory, cognition, problem yeah. solving, speech, movement, seizures, balance, visual processing, planning, sensory, hunger, thirst, behavior, personality traits. Oh yeah. No, it, it's, you could, it you goes could, yeah. on and on. And I've had, I've had horrible memory. My long-term memory is awful. I take German and it's probably the hardest language that my, my yeah. uh, high school offers. I don't remember anything. They have like until... 35 letter words, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. like a whole sentence in one word. Yeah. One, one of the, it, uh, I think it's Y and it's called Ypsilon, I think. Hmm. And it's like, that's, that's a word, not a letter. That's a word, not a letter. German is pretty funky. It yeah. is. And, um, I mean, I just have a hard time grasping things again. Like my memory would be awful and I've always had horrible balance. Like when they do the balance test for me, I'm like a mm -hmm. wobbling, like on like a ball and holding a thing. I mean, I've always had horrible balance. I haven't been able to do any like the PE stuff where like they have you like do yoga and, say, and stuff. And so like I've looked at those symptoms and I'm like, wow, I've had these for really long, like the smaller ones at a young age. And I'm like, wow, like now it's like just starting to develop and now I'm finally getting better, which is a lot. Yeah. I, I, for what it's worth, I, you seem better to me. Yeah. Um, actually I didn't see you the first time, but I had seen you prior. And then, um, the last time we, we did a, um, an installment, um, installment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you were, you were good then, but yeah, I, you seem even better now. So yeah. I hope, I hope that, that, that just continues you get that party uh, calm down a little bit inside there. All right, police need to just bust the party. I oh, know the frat boys have got to go. <laughs> yeah, <get laughs> that's all here. I can think about. <laughs> but no, just, I would say that the yeah. the word now is like hope. I mean, I think we yeah. we're all feeling a little different, a little lifted, a little more like it's it's going to be okay again. Yeah. Um, and just starting to see like little parts of Jill that her spunkiness that's funny, not necessarily lashing out, but she's witty and. Um, quick about it and and so some of those things are are definitely coming back or just even small things like her wanting to do mundane things are making me happy you know like oh I'll, I'll be I would love to run to the store and like today we're gonna get some hair product so like but but all that stuff was she she would be like I'm staying up here don't talk to me and I'm like okay well so now yeah. that you know what I mean and like I said oh we're coming over here would you like to do this with me and she's like yeah absolutely so she uh she woke up with a really bad migraine this morning so I let her I let her stay home and get through some of that so but I've I definitely just like am so grateful especially that it didn't take forever like I felt so bad every single day because again I grow so distant with my younger brother like I usually would have sleepovers with him every weekend and play with him and interact with him and I just got so cold and isolated myself I wouldn't go down for dinner with my family until everyone was done I mean yeah. and now I just I'm like hey you want to play cards hey I'm like I'm I'm, yeah. I'm good to like be with my family now and it's such a relief because that's who I was and it was just like I don't know why I'm like this like every time I went to therapy and he asked me like all these questions I don't know why I'm like this I can't tell you why yeah, it's gotta be I wish I could him but to I, to I can't you know? yeah. Yeah, I actually got a really nice note in the mail from him yesterday just saying that 
he hoped you were well and oh. yeah so yeah and i remember it was it was one of the times where i really scared my parents i had a psychotic breakdown and just started screaming my head off and my dad was like why are you like this like what's going on and i'm like i can't tell you i don't know why i'm depressed i don't know why i'm so angry it's just something's wrong and mm-hmm. i don't know what like that's how everyone describes it mm-hmm. yeah. you don't know what what's wrong it's just you're different yeah this is a this is a crappy crappy thing it is it really it's really not fun i mean i always knew i was the medically expensive child but now i'm the really medically expensive child yes you are those those bills are starting to roll in from the summer but you know i mean again as a parent you would do anything the 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 financial side of it is something you figure out and you hopefully are well planned for but you know it's just it, it feels so different sitting here in October than it did sitting here in April. And oh yeah, I can tell the difference. I I mean, I hope it even is like in the tone of my voice even, you know what I mean? Like I feel. That was a particularly tough time. I think the first one we did because there was so much unknown. Yeah. Yeah. So much. It was like this horrible feeling of just, you know, you had so much to say about your experience and that, I think that is a, a big part of, of, of this whole thing is, is that diagnosis, as you're saying, one, you know, one of the people, you know, had took 10 years to get it. And that, I'm sure that was a pretty horrible 10 years to go through for that person. Um, even yeah. the, however it was like six months for you. Um, oh, at least six, yeah. to, six, nine, months. six to nine months for you was I mean, uh, pretty horrible. Now it's a year since I've had those symptoms. So yeah. I mean, um, Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I the mean, the fact that you were able to, you know, that, that almost seems like a quick one. Yeah, no, I'm extremely grateful. Even if the neurologist here could not treat me, had she not thrown that blood test at it, I don't know where we would be. I don't think we would be with my neurologist now. Like, it's crazy to think the fact that, like, yeah, it was a really awful period that this doctor did not believe you and just kept saying, oh, it's a false positive, it's a false positive, but the blood level is so high that you just, it's like, it, can't be it's just weird it's like it it feels like it's not and like now that I have this doctor that does believe me and wants to help me it's just amazing and I'm like so grateful for everything I mean if we didn't get in touch with Dina I don't think we would be in touch with uh, and that was through the podcasting yeah that's how we know I mean there's been so much stuff that around me and so much support that I feel so grateful for everything. So, Great. yeah. Sorry, <laughs> this is a really emotional topic no. for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, well, th- thanks. I think I think uh, that'll be it for today. I, I, you know, I'm hopeful as well. Sounds like everything's going good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, we'll just continue to go in that good direction. Yeah. And uh, get that party to, you know, those frat boys got to go. The frat, frat boys, boys got to go. go. I mean, it reminds, it reminds me of the scene of Revenge of the Nerds yeah. where he chugs the fireball and takes the light into the curtain. <laughs> Claire. Oh That's what God. it reminds me of. It's like that kind of party where yeah. a fire gets started. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah like you, you should not have even seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I have know. you seen that? <laughs> oh, her dad. Her dad. Come on now. I got, he's not even here. I must throw him under the bus. That was bus. a great movie, like, though. Yeah, no. It was. was but movie. thank you so much for yes. just like having us and letting yeah. us ex- like 
Sure. Anytime. Anytime. Agreed, you too. Agreed. We'll yeah. do it again in yeah. a few more months. Sounds good. All right. Thanks. It's our, it's our quarterly installment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening today. For more information on autoimmune encephalitis, please visit autoimmune-encephalitis.org. This podcast is produced by Carmel Sound Lab. For more information, please visit www.carmelsoundlab.com.